Welcome into the Rebound Rundown. Today is Monday, December 19th, 2022. I'm your host, Paul Fritchner, and this is produced by Chatterbox Sports. This is your Daily Digest college basketball show where you can get your info on Cincinnati area college hoops every Monday through Friday in short episodes. I talked about how incredible this weekend could be and did it ever live up to the hype. Seven of the eight teams this podcast covers won their games. Argentina won the World Cup in a game that everyone who watched will remember for a long, long time. And Joe Burrow and the Bengals came back from down 17-0 to beat Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Like I said, though, all eight teams have played since the last show, so let's get right into it. We'll go in order of how everyone played, and let's start all the way back on Friday night with Xavier taking on Georgetown in D.C., where the Musketeers beat the Hoyas 102-89 in both teams' conference opener. Yet again, Xavier's offense looked unstoppable. They scored over 100 points in a Big East game for just the second time since joining the conference and the first time since 2018. Sule Boom continued to show why he's on the shortlist for best transfers in the entire country. He led all scorers with 28 points, including six threes, to go along with seven rebounds, seven assists, only one turnover, and four of Xavier's six steals. It seemed like every time Xavier needed a big bucket or a momentum-type play, Boom was there to get it done. Jack Nungy had a double-double with 18 points and 12 rebounds, and Zach Fremantle was right behind him with 17 points. Xavier went an incredible 14 of 26 from three in this game, good for almost 54%. They sit at second in the entire country in three-point percentage at 42.3%. The Hoyas have not won a Big East regular season game since March 2nd, 2021, which coincidentally was against Xavier, and they have not won a Big East game in general since they won the Big East tournament championship about two weeks after that Xavier game. The Hoyas also haven't beaten a power conference opponent since they beat Syracuse on December 11th of last year. Cincinnati won their second game in a row and fifth in their last six games on Saturday, beating Fran Dunphy's LaSalle squad 78-60. Victor Locken and David DeJulius both had 17 points to lead the Bearcats. However, Victor Locken had eight of his 17 points in the final four and a half minutes of the game. I thought Jeremiah Davenport had a nice afternoon and looked much better than he had at different times this season. He finished with 11 points, 8 rebounds, and a couple of assists. Really not a whole lot else to report from this game. Cincinnati plays their last non-conference game of the season this Wednesday against Detroit Mercy before turning their attention to American Conference action after Christmas. Dayton picked up a nice win over Wyoming, 66-49 at UD Arena on Saturday night. It was another close one for the Flyers into the final 10 minutes. Dayton led by 8 with just over 9 minutes left, but a late 11-0 run put the game away for the home team. That was after Dayton went on a 15-0 run in the first half to open up an early lead. Deron Holmes led Dayton with 24 points, and Tumani Kamara was a rebound short of a double-double with 17 points and 9 rebounds. On the flip side, Dayton held Wyoming star Hunter Maldonado to just six points on two of 11 from the floor. Noah Reynolds led the Cowboys with 20 points, and Hunter Thompson added 14. Fun fact about the University of Wyoming for you, it's the only public four-year institution in the state, and its location in Laramie is written into the state constitution. 
The frustration of Kentucky fans is growing louder as the Wildcats couldn't get the job done at Madison Square Garden on Saturday night against UCLA, losing to the Bruins 63-53. Kentucky's offense looked flat-out terrible. There's no other way to put it. The Wildcats haven't scored more than 73 points in their last four games, and they've scored 60 or less twice now in that four-game span. Oscar Shibway only had eight on Saturday of four of 12 shooting, and Chris Livingston, Kentucky's leading scorer in the game, had just 14. Kentucky shot six of 21 from three as a team. And not only that, but they also went an abysmal five of 13 from the free throw line. Kentucky might be 7-3 on the year, but this loss to UCLA means that the Wildcats are just 1-3 against power conference teams on the season, and they're 4-13 in their last 17 games against ranked teams. The Miami Redhawks picked up a nice win over Bellarmine on Saturday, 71-67. Guard Makai Larry went off for 30 points in this game, powering Miami to their best win of the season so far and snapping Bellarmine's four-game winning streak. Bellarmine led this game 65-62 with less than three minutes to go, but Miami came back to win. The Red Hawks now turn their attention to Wright State on Thursday. And speaking of Wright State, the Raiders beat Northwestern Ohio 111-59. Brandon Knoll led the Raiders with 21 points. Stop the presses, Louisville won their second game in a row. Barely, though, holding on to beat Florida A&M 61-55. After an impressive game earlier in the week against Western Kentucky to earn their first win, the Cardinals did not look good in this one. In fact, it kind of looked like they regressed. Sidney Curry put together a very nice afternoon, though, for Louisville, scoring 13 points and collecting 19 rebounds. This is one of those games where a win is a win, especially for Louisville against the sixth-worst team in the country in Florida A&M. Then on Sunday, Northern Kentucky beat Miami Hamilton 81-41 at Truist Arena. Marquez Warwick again led the way for the North, scoring 26 as one of four double-figure scorers for the home team. I talked about Alon Sumler after their last game, and he had another encouraging afternoon with 12 points. NKU has now won five of their last six games, with the one loss being to Washington State. The Norse have one non-conference game remaining, and it's this Wednesday at Florida Atlantic. Let's take a look around the country from this packed weekend. Marquette beat Creighton on Friday night to hand the reeling Blue Jays their sixth consecutive loss. Gonzaga won a high-scoring game against Alabama 100-90. Houston went to John Paul Jones Arena and beat number 2 Virginia 69-61. As it relates to this show, with Virginia losing... That means there's a decent chance UConn is number two in the country when they come to the Cintas Center at noon on New Year's Eve. Ohio State couldn't hold on to a late lead against North Carolina as the Tar Heels hit a buzzer beater to force overtime where UNC went on to win 89-84 at Madison Square Garden. Then late on Saturday night, number nine Arizona welcomed number six Tennessee to Tucson and the Wildcats took down the Volunteers 75-70 in a very entertaining game. Last night, Rick Pitino kept it close, but his Iona Gales lost 82-74 to New Mexico, coached by Rick's son, Richard Pitino. That'll do it for today's Rebound Rundown. No area games tonight, so I'll have an interview tomorrow and a preview of Tuesday night's action. Have a great Monday, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.